Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello, welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including yours truly, kaiju, music, and all that good stuff. If you are new to the channel, thank you very much. Please hit that like button and subscribe and share with everybody you know. Helps us more than you know. I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, the land of Tom Cruise, land of anthrax, the land of earth crisis, Syracuse, New York, and our moderator trill hammer, Joe Fowler Damon is stuck working, but that's all good, I believe he's in the chat, he's going to moderate from the chat, but damn it feels good to be a gangster because coming back for the first time and God knows how long. Hailing from Houston, Texas. He is a DJ. He is a producer. He's an entrepreneur, musician, uh, CGI generator producer. He does everything. Kaiju fanatic. You know him. You love him. He's, you never know what's going to come out of this man's mouth. Ladies and gentlemen of Nerdcage Nation, please welcome back Mr. Adam El Sabah. Oh. Right, Productions and Godzilla Apex. Adam, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? How are you? Doing real it's good. Been, doing real it's good, been man. It's been a while. I, don't, I can't even remember the last time. It's been a long, long time. Yes, it has. Too long, if you if you ask me, man. So, Adam. Hammer is always present. I love this. He's in chat. The hammer is always present. Yes. <laughs> All right, Adam, so here's what I want to do, man. I want to give you the floor for just a minute here. Um, love to know what you're working on now, what you like to promote, uh, any future projects in the works, man. Anybody you want to shout out, the floor is yours, buddy. Um, I've got, well, I don't have too much going on right now. I'm just kind of working. Um, but... Uh, I've got a couple of things planned that I've been working on, but I can't really talk too much about it right now. Uh, outside of that, we, we just got done, you know, making the music for your uh, for Nerd Cage. Yes. And, um, In so, fact, it's then... playing right now. <laughs> uh, Joe, if you're out there, let me know if we sound okay. I didn't really do a sound check, so I'm kind of like rolling the dice right now, so let me know if the levels are too high or too low. If... If you can hear us, if you can hear the music, just let me know if it sounds okay, Joe. Same with you, Shay. See you in the chat as well. But yes, this music track you are hearing right now is the new official Nerd Cage Live bed music. Written, arranged, produced by yours truly, Adam. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, so, um, I don't know, like... I'm gonna say, like, I'll, I'll just kind of lay this out there, not to start things off on a, on a bad note, but like, it's uh, the one year anniversary of my dad dying just passed. 
so I've just kind of spent the last year, you know, grieving and recovering and stuff, and now I'm getting back into the creative swing of things. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've got some things that I'm, I'm kind of ready to work on, uh, or I'm, I'm like, I'm at the pre-production stages of a lot of stuff that I, I want to put out there, but I'm not ready to talk about just yet. All right, hey, uh, Joe, I, I just turned the music down just a tad. Let me know how that sounds. Joe was just saying in the chat, uh, it was a little bit loud. Uh, but yeah, Adam, uh, again, I'm glad you're getting back in the swing of things. Again, I was excited to get you to do our our new music. And uh, I know, uh, I don't know if I should be saying this out loud, but uh, I'm. Uh, you may have more work on the way from another uh, Nerdcage alum uh, that I put you in contact with. So uh, I'm glad to see you really are getting back in the swing of things here. Okay, great, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good. Okay, so now I know how the levels are. Perfect. We're but yes, listen, time. everybody. If you fantastic. need some fantastic original music produced for your channel or for your upcoming project or for your video or maybe you have something you want to present somebody or you just need you just want something to jam out in general, this man, contact this man. I'm sure glad I reached out to him. Like I said, Adam, you were the top of our list when we were like, oh, cause, all right, here's what's going on, everybody. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be transparent. <laughs> Ever since we've been monetized, okay? Because Nerdcage Live is growing, man. Nerdcage Live is going in one direction. That is up. All right, we've been doing Nerdcage Live for three years. Uh, yeah, we've had some lineup changes, uh, but it's always been me and Joe. Even when Joe was not on screen, Joe was part of the channel from the beginning, moderating when Mark and I were doing this thing. But anyway, it's it's always been me and Joe. Now, since we've been monetized, we got monetized back in May. Uh, thanks to the Xbox giveaway, we grew. We, we, we got monetized. Since we've been monetized, we be we keep getting we're getting hit with serial claims. See, as Biggie Smalls always said, more money, more problems. So now that Nerdcage Live is bigger, we have more problems now. And we have random bots and random uh, YouTubers coming after us. For music that's non-copyright, granted we keep winning these claims, but it's a very minor, annoying inconvenience for us. So finally, I sat down with Joe. I said, "We gotta do something, Joe. We need our own music, our own music." So, as executive producers, we reached out to Adam. And we're like, "Adam, we need you. I want you to." I said, "Adam, I want you to make a banging track for us." I said, Adam, we love Resident Evil. We love Mortal Kombat. We love superheroes. We love action. We love horror. And guess what? Adam's like, Jay, I got you. And less than a week later, boom! And here is our music. So, we hope you guys like the new Nerdcage Live music. And you're going to be hearing us a lot more often. And, uh, yeah. So, that's what's going on. Uh, also, I uh, just want to shout out uh, to our regulars here, Doomzilla, Shea Smithers. I know they're looking forward to uh, uh, seeing you again, Adam, as uh, Adam is well-known around these YouTube streets. Adam is a very outspoken individual. 
So that's what I want to do. I just want to trigger Adam right now. So Adam, well, yes. what what's what's bothering you right now? What in pop culture? What in nerd culture is just bugging the fuck out of you? I'm dying to know, Adam. Uh, honestly, I'm actually nothing's bothering me at the moment because it seems like all the wokeness is completely getting what's the word shit on um it's backfiring for them so hard like that new actress playing snow white um and disney and it's like making disney look right super bad and yeah exposing disney a little bit more and then she's more outspoken uh, than brie larson yeah i know luckily though she didn't have anything to do with my marvel cinematic universe so i'm, I'm happy yeah. <laughs> like, she can mess up Disney's originals if she wants to. I don't care. Don't mess up my Marvel. Um, but outside of that, like, not... Here we go. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but I mean, like, for real, everything, like, everything that I have been watching over this last year, like, the beginning of the year was very questionable. But I would say like midway through or like at the beginning of summer when, when like movies started coming out and series were, you know, like I just watched the Gamera Rebirth anime and oh God, it makes, <laughs> I know, you know, I know you're not a fan of Gamera, but I'm just saying it makes all of the Godzilla uh, animated stuff that they've done recently. It just puts it to shame. Um, it's so well animated. The, the artistry is really good. And the plot is very comprehensible. And <laughs> it, it's a typical Gamera movie. It focuses around little kids because, you know, Gamera is a kid to, to or a friend to all children. Right? Friend to all children. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, I don't know if you... Alright, show me on the doll where the turtle touched you, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you've seen the Pacific Rim anime on Netflix... I have not, I, actually. I heard mixed, uh, I heard mixed things, though, and I, and I have not seen the King Kong one, either. Yeah. Well, okay, I like... I actually like the King Kong Skull Island series, because it, it flows just like no well it flows like it's it's not a it's not it's <laughs> i don't know how to explain this it's almost like they're trying to make a six hour long movie and calling it a series yeah you know um i guess you could put more story in there but just kind of like with what they've put in so far it's it's interesting like They've made Skull Island interesting with the animation, or yeah. with the with the animated series, uh, which I okay, am very... We, okay, let's agree to this, though. All right, this is uh, not a diss at the MonsterVerse. I'm just speaking some truth here. Sure. But within the MonsterVerse, is it fair to say that King Kong is probably the most interesting kaiju because of his, I guess, like, he's got more depth than Godzilla does? Okay, so what do you mean by he's got more depth? Like we saw like multiple phases of King Kong. Like we saw we saw like the quote unquote baby Kong from Skull Island, and then we saw the massive uh, Kong with a touch of gray in Godzilla vs Kong, 
and we kind of like kind of saw like he's like the you know i just feel like he's a more sympathetic monster and so and a monster you can connect with more than godzilla i think that's only because he's a giant monkey and we're all monkeys you know <laughs> we all act like a bunch of apes <laughs> but he's the more relatable monster right he is and the thing okay so I feel like there's a sense of nation pride for Kong, for one. Um, and then on top of that, because he is a giant gorilla and not a kaiju, um, he's he is more relatable in that way because of the stuff we know from real life. You know, with like uh, I think that gorilla's name was Cake or whatever that learned how to do sign language, and then yeah. just the fact that you can like go to your local zoo if you have one and check out the, the the ape exhibit or any of them for that matter and it and it it just like when you look at king kong it's just you know like how you go back to your home team they went <laughs> yeah well they did they did as far as like technical aspect but i think the reason why people like kong so much especially western audiences is because of how relatable in the sense that he's not overpowered like Godzilla who can get hit by 20,000 nuclear missiles and still, you know, walk the earth. If yeah. this guy gets hit, if this guy gets hit by like <laughs> three prop planes, he's down, you know? Yeah, that, <laughs> but, but, but not lightning though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Japan knows how to make monsters, right? Yeah, um, I, I, I could agree to that. Like, but... But, like, especially when it comes to the MonsterVerse, you know, I underestimate uh, Legendary for what they did by giving him an axe. Because giving him a weapon showed him how less roots, like, how much less powerful he was, like, straightforward. Yeah. And how much power he has in the back end, knowing how to use tools and like the way he was using the buildings in that scene to like, because if you well, if we you saw go back a little about that the... Skull Island where he used the the boat propeller, right, as a right, you know, yeah, as a weapon, um, and well, it, at least he recognized that he could use it as a weapon, even though he didn't, he may not have known that it was a boat propeller, the thing that makes this thing go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can see like. Kong's brute, Kong's power lies in his intelligence, but the, like, the, I guess, like, metaphorically speaking, he does what we do as humans. Like, yeah. whenever we, whenever we see something that looks like a nail, we turn into hammers, right? Even yeah. though we know we can, like, science that shit out and figure out how to like create a black hole to pull the nail out of the wood perfectly without you know messing things up like we could do that but um <laughs> but kong kong has the same approach when it comes to dealing with other monsters uh whether it be on skull island or not and um that is something characteristically he's had throughout all of the media he's in Surprise! Ironically enough, because you know, one one movie was made in Japan, and it was their interpretation of him, but they still did the same things. I mean, he was throwing rocks. Um, he knew better when Godzilla used his breath than to just charge recklessly. He turned around, was like, "I need it's, to go the other I direction." Think, okay, you know? Shout out to Rob Meyer Burnett. He said it best. 
He said that King Kong's basically Rocky and Godzilla's Ivan Drago. Basically. Well, whenever it comes down to them two duking it out, I'll I'll, I'll give it that. But Godzilla's on a whole nother level. You can't even, he's not even like, it's more like Rocky fighting the Terminator from, from you know, from, from Terminator 1 or 2, yeah. you know? It's, that's the difference in power level because like what and and i'm really glad that they did this um in, in in godzilla versus kong it was very clear that godzilla won they made it absolutely clear that kong really had no chance especially against this iteration of godzilla but realistically speaking with all the powers that godzilla has had ever has and probably ever will have kong just really doesn't hold a candle to that um, so the fact that Kong can at least, like, hold his own for a few minutes. Yeah. Whereas most of the time, like, if you look at Godzilla's battles, like, in the MonsterVerse more specifically, like, with the Mutos, like, if it wasn't for them tag-teaming him, if it was a one-on-one -on -one battle, he had it in the bag. And almost all of his one-on- Like, even at the beginning of, in, in King of the Monsters, he, he brought King Ghidorah down, and King Ghidorah had to use a cheap shot and then fly away. He didn't stay and fight. He flew away. He ran away from Godzilla. So that just shows you, like, the raw untapped power that Godzilla has, especially in the legendary uh, Monsterverse, that they could explore, but that they're probably not going to. Because I'm sure with the rising success of Godzilla in Japan, especially now, uh, with minus one on the horizon after the success of Shin December Godzilla. December 1st, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Um, I've always, I, listen, like I said, I hate the MonsterVerse for the most part. I love Shin Godzilla. Um, I'm excited for minus one, but I'm not going to get myself too hyped. I'm just going to go in raw. I'm trying to avoid all the pictures, trying to avoid all the trailers. I'm trying to go in raw, unbiased, and just take it all in for myself. I'm going to avoid all the stupid leaks. You know when it comes out in Japan, you know there's going to be some leakers or people who downloaded it. And they're going to tell everyone. I'm not going to name names. They're probably going to blab to everybody. I'm going to try to avoid all that. I want to go in as raw as possible, unbiased as possible. Just like I did with Shin Godzilla. Um, I'm very, very excited. And honestly, I could give two craps about Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, and the uh, King Louis kaiju that they're going to be fighting. The, like, oh, well, and, and the other one, the, the Shinru or whatever his name is, the Ice, the ice Titan. Yeah, it's just... I, 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 feel I, like, I, I feel like... I feel like the problem that Legendary has with the MonsterVerse is... As bad as as bad as people hated Godzilla 2014 because of the lack of Godzilla and the slow burn getting to the good stuff. Yeah. That actually, I appreciate that more. The like. I would admit this. The I, I hated away in the 2014. That we get from it. But I like it a little more now after Godzilla versus Kong. 
Right. I right. hated Godzilla vs. Godzilla vs. Kong's hands down the worst Godzilla movie ever made, Jap Japanese or Americans, hands down the very bottom. Worse than 98, worse than 14, worse than the anime trilogy, worse than the Hedra, worse than Space Godzilla. It's bottom of the barrel for me. I hate that movie with a passion. It's the worst Godzilla movie ever made. So like I said, I actually appreciate 2014 a little bit more now, even 98 a little bit more now, because of the crapshoot that was Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong was embarrassing. Give like, me one for me. second. I'll be, I gotta fix something. It's going off in the kitchen. Oh, that's all good. Why are you doing that? I'm just gonna bury the Gamera fans real quick. Alright, because I saw your little remark there, Shay, saying, Yeah, you're the odd one out on Gamera, Jay. Okay, I'm going to full screen for a second here while Adam's doing this thing. Okay? I That stupid turtle. You know what it is? If Godzilla is Pepsi and King Kong is Coca-Cola, Gamera's RC Cola. The Gamera movies are so cheap looking, so terribly, the, the kaiju he fights are terrible, the acting is terrible, the special effects are way worse than Toho. I feel like people who like Gamera don't really like Gamera. I feel like you guys are pretending to like. I feel like you guys just want to be like, ooh, tiddly D, look at me. I like more kaiju than just Godzilla. I like Gamera movies too. That's what you guys are. Gamera's crap and he won't admit it. He's a stupid turtle that likes to molest children and it's goddamn movies are goddamn terrible. He's a terrible monster. Terrible movies. Booty sauce, booty sauce, booty sauce. My god. Fuck that turtle, man. The the one from the 90s, which is the yes, only I have. one that I... Yes, I have. And, because one of my and friends, they were, shout and out to my buddy Fred, he's like, Jay, 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 if you see these movies, you're gonna have a new respect for Gamera. So yeah, I sat down and watched the... One, two, and three. Um, I'll say this. I think the third one was a Revenge of Iris. I think it's the yeah. best one, personally. Yeah. But they're all mm -hmm. fucking crap. Basically, what they did is they, they took a pig and put lipstick on it. Okay? You can't just take, you know, it, it's, 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 you can't just polished turd. At, at the end of the day, it's still a piece of shit. That's all it is. It's just a polished turd, is what it is. Like the old gamer movies are fucking turds. And then the, the, the high state camera movies are, it's just fucking polished turds. All right? <laughs> it's just, it's just, they're fucking terrible. And then I saw, uh, shout out to Davis. I saw his video on, uh, when it came out in 2006, Gamera the Brave, I think it was. Oh my oh, God, yeah. that looked even worse. Like, I terrible. just don't get the fascination of Gamera. I feel like you guys just want to be kaiju hipsters and pretend you like something more than just Godzilla. So That's I how like, I look at it. That's how I view you, Gamera fans. I don't... Like, stop I don't, pretending. <laughs> I don't care for any of the older Gamera movies. The only ones that I really like is the the ones from the 90s. And it's not because of the, like... It's not the plots of the movies, nor is it the acting or the writing or even the special effects. It's the world building that they did around the kaiju. That's why I have a lot of love for the uh, for the for the '90s Heisei Gamera trilogy because, like, essentially, humans created these monsters, uh, and 
they created they created one monster to like do away with pollution and and basically kind of like fix the mess that they were making and unfortunately the thing that they created to save them ended up being the thing that like wiped us out and so they created gamera to rectify that problem unfortunately whenever gamera is rectifying the problem he usually can end up killing a bunch of people in the process but that was what i thought was very interesting um and something that i honestly wish that they would explore in the um or like actually it's it's kind of the route that i wish they would have gone with the monster verse uh because of all of like the mythology that they were trying to have and stuff like godzilla's character specifically was created by man's hands right by nuclear testing and, and stuff like that um at least that's how the story's supposed to go in the monster verse he's basically a dinosaur that never went extinct you know yeah but with with the gamera trilogy they had such like world building like having to do with like atlantis or the mulian people which are you know big things in eastern culture um but you know who, who with with that it was really just i don't know the concept behind people making these monsters and the other thing too about the gamera the heisei films is that he's not very big he's like i think he's 50 meters and the other monsters maybe a little bit taller but none of them are like the size of the monster versus godzilla or bigger you know um they're yeah. not like they're not huge they're more it's more realistic back to the days where godzilla was when he was smaller um how they like the movement of the monsters and stuff like that especially in the animated series that just came out that the fight scenes just watch the fight scenes i'm sure you can find them on youtube you don't have to like gamma or anything but the fight scenes are really well animated and executed in my opinion but well, the, the whole thing is like, I, and this is what one, this one, one main problems I had with the anime trilogy is like, when you do animation, you have the ability to do something you weren't able to do with suitmation. Right. And get to see monsters do more things. And right. the anime trilogy didn't do that. Singular Point did a little bit. You know? And I'll take Singular Point over the anime trilogy any day. Oh, um. Man. Do I think Singular Point uh, is great? No. I think it's good. The anime trilogy is awful. Like I, I gave it two I gave it multiple chances. Like I, I did I did a rewatch. Just doesn't do it for me. I like the animation. Like the way Godzilla like the way it looked. In fact, uh -huh. I like the way it looked more than Singular Point. I just feel like Singular right. Point was better executed. Um And yeah, and it's just like so yeah, if if, if the Gamera, the so-called Gamera six-part series, if it's if it's doing more animation with the monsters, great because that's what it's supposed to do. And um, you know, but I still think this is gonna like do great. I don't think Gamera's gonna have a revival like movie-wise or anything. I think this no, is no, no, no. This is this is nice. This is like honestly. I kind of watch watching this in the whole like subtext of the theme and the, and the plot of the show. Yeah, this is like Gamera's last two off. I like, think 
That's what I it felt Gamma's like to me. I think only chance, and that's never gonna happen, is let's just say this last monster, this next monsterverse movie, Godzilla X Kong, does good. Let's just pretend it does good, which I personally don't think it will. But let's just pretend it does good. If they and they got room to do one more movie, there's really nowhere else to go with the monsterverse except bring in that stupid turtle in. But I no, don't think that's not true. That's not, not true. Gonna, I don't and, think it's gonna happen. Well, I can tell you, um, I'm fairly confident that what they're going to do with the monsters in the monsterverse moving forward is bringing children monsters, baby monsters, baby Godzillas, and baby Kongs. Uh, yep. I can promise you that that is gonna be a thing, and it is. Yeah, going... thanks to uh, that stupid baby Yoda from. The, the Mando show, like, ugh, that just ruined everything. Now, now that Baby Yoda is like a thing, like everybody's jumping on like the baby creature, you know. His name uh, is Grogu. Get it? Whatever. It looks Yoda. like Yoda. <laughs> it's stupid looking. Like, I don't understand the fascination. <laughs> like, I. Oh, think, well, okay. So, so, like for example, like in the new Ghostbusters movie, which I personally liked. They had like the baby uh, marshmallow, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Like, oh, yeah. there's gonna be like a whole new baby craze. And like, so, yeah, you're right. Well, they're probably gonna do a, a baby Kong. They're probably gonna do a baby Godzilla. And they're gonna make it all cutesy there's... and stupid and, you know, all that. So. Well, they did it. They did it with the Gamera series too. At the very end, you see this little baby Gamera. Oh, they... dear God. Like, like, yeah. like, like Squirtle from Pokemon. New, uh, like Squirtle from Pokemon, but like with more, um, he looked more badass. <laughs> he didn't look like, he didn't look, he looked like, it basically looked like a small Gamera with really big baby eyes. That was it. Ugh. Yeah, no. And, um, <laughs> like, I that's get the, it. Like, okay. That's from where they're going to go with it. From a marketing point of view, as someone, a businessman, I get it. When you when you bring in these cutesy little baby monsters or baby creatures or whatever, it appeals to women. It appears it appeals to little kids, and that's where the money's at. I get it. Just from a storytelling perspective and a creative perspective, I fucking hate it. But from a business, <laughs> I'm all for it. Make that well, money. Everybody's like, I believe, like especially with the. Um... Uh, with uh, with HBO Max, I've been kind of catching up on a few of my things and trying to get a little bit more into the DC universe, which I have to again. I know we said we briefly touched on this before, but fuck the Flash movie. That movie was. Um, but I've been getting into like watching what was it? Um, like the Titan series. I it's all love like, the Titan series. Well, well, my point is it's all about the offspring. It's all about the kids or the next generation. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that unfortunately, it did stick. It started off great, but it did stick the landing. I'm not gonna ruin it for you, but it started off great. Well, the ba the reason why all the studios are jumping on the baby bandwagon is because of all the the deals that they can make. You know, showing off like diapers and baby things that you can then turn around and go buy at Target, you know, like it's a whole reason like they need to make money because the shit that they've been putting out in theaters has been going, you know, like 
it's been getting pooped on it's not doing well everything that disney has released like you know and point the finger at disney because they're the biggest um yeah every everything that they have done in the last i don't know at least in the last year has progressively gotten worse and lost them money instead of making them build yeah i feel like they blew they blew their load with with adventures endgame and well, they shifted, and, and again, I'll say that Spider-Man No Way Home was kind of like the encore, but the thing is, they've been focusing so much on these TV shows, um, Marvel in particular, and the problem with that is, is they're spreading themselves out so thin, and it's become about quantity over quality, and you get all these soulless remakes. <laughs> Um, well, here's the other here's the other problem, right? Uh, the, the Hollywood, the business, has realized that there is a formula that people like, and we are invested into characters, right? Gone are the days where we're invested into the actual actors and actresses, the the, the, the stars themselves. We're not going. No more do we go to the movies to see uh, a Sylvester Stallone movie or an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or whatever, those right? Those were the days, though. Right, those were the days, but those Man, days are gone. Because we're now, the same age, basically. You, and right. Can you just remember, when every time we heard there was a Schwarzenegger movie coming out, Last the Action hype, Hero, Yes, I'm just saying Terminator the hype movie. was real. Yeah. For those who are too young to remember or weren't even born yet, you missed it because it was great. All the hype that we got for like shit like Avengers Endgame was the same hype that we got for a Schwarzenegger movie in the 90s. Like, like right. we'd hear about it on the news or on entertainment. There was no internet back then. We would hear it on Entertainment Tonight. We'd hear it on the news. We would see a poster at the movie theater coming soon. Yeah. Schwarzenegger's, Schwarzenegger's name on the poster. And we would get hyped. Yep. Like, they were box office draws then. It was a great fucking time to be alive. I miss those days. Which is why I'm excited. Next week, Expendables 4. I cannot wait. I don't care how much movie this movie makes. It's just proof that masculinity is not dead. <laughs> I'm going in with a steak. I, oh, and I can't wait. I'm steak. gonna do like I'm gonna do a, a thousand push-ups. I'm gonna eat all my steak. <laughs> I'm gonna drink my protein <laughs> shake. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a raw egg. And I'm gonna go see Expendables four opening night. I can't wait. Well, said, no, excuse me. Do... Not opening night, because the Giants play the San Francisco 49ers that day. It'll have to be Friday or Saturday. I cannot wait. And by the way, Adam, just yeah. last week, Denzel Washington took over the box office once again. Um, for, uh, Equalizer 3. Fantastic movie. Again, Denzel Washington doing his thing. Denzel Washington playing an action, like, you know, an action role. It's just nice yeah. that these middle-aged men kicking ass, and we're getting Expendables next week. I'm loving it. You know, I think it's interesting because we, we're getting a lot of that, you know? Um, in a weird way, instead of getting... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Now we're getting like Denzel Washington, Keanu Reeves. Uh, who else? Bob who else Kirk. has been? Who's been? Yeah, who's been making like like these like one-off action flicks that are just kind of that came out of nowhere, you know? Um, they're that 
I haven't really watched any of them because I've never really been into those kind of flicks anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see that because yes. it it's 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 beating all of that wokeism. And again, they're learning. You know, like people. First off, we we want to see characters. We don't care really about the actors and the actresses anymore. Uh, our generation has kind of figured out that they were just glorified salesmen to, you know, go on their media tours and sell stuff about, sell the movie and sell stuff that had to do with the movie, you know, lunchboxes and shit. Um, Now we care about the characters, you know, we want, we want to know what's going to happen to John Wick. We want to know what's going to happen to Denzel's character in Equalizer. You know, what's going to happen with Batman, you know, like we, that's what we're, that's what we want to know. We don't really, as long as, they get an actor who tries to play the character good and, you know, kind of typecast and fits it appropriately, then we're good. Um, I I do appreciate, even though I don't like the Flash movie, I do appreciate them bringing back Michael Keaton. You know, it was really fascinating. I, okay, I liked it, but I recognized the problems. Right. Warner Brothers was was fighting an uphill battle no matter what. It was between Ezra Miller... Um, obviously James Gunn making, I think he made his announcements prematurely. Um, the, the general public knows what they did to Zack Snyder, right? If they liked him or not, you know, it was very public that he was wrong. And so was Henry Cavill. So was Gal Gadot. So was Ben Affleck. They were wrong. They know it. And they know that this whole thing is going to be reset. So it's like, why bother? And Ezra Miller's off off-screen antics didn't help um see i don't know anything about ezra miller's okay so there was a lot of things went wrong he got a restraining order he groomed a little he groomed a little girl he groomed yes like combed her hair groomed or like (laughs) like i know what you mean i know okay i was gonna say i didn't it's kind of (laughs) sensitive topic but yeah but anyway he had a lot of like off-error antics and what's really fascinating, I read this recently. How is he getting away with it? How are they not treating him like they treated Michael Jackson, even though they still have no evidence? Because he probably has pictures of the executives. Who knows? Anyway, here's what was fascinating. They scrapped the Batgirl movie because it was supposedly that fucking bad. And yeah. it saved the company money. But here's the thing I read the other day. Warner Brothers would have made more money... If they just threw it on HBO Max and been done with it, but no, they they had they thought this movie was gonna be a hit. They threw it in theaters, but they spent so much money on marketing and promoting the movie that they made no profit from the movie. That they were better off throwing it on HBO Max instead of doing this theatrical run. And the movie bombed. And here's the thing: um, whether you like the Black Adam movie or not, I did because I, I like Dwayne Johnson and I like Pierce Brosnan. But here's the thing about the Black Adam movie: everybody laughed. At Dwayne the Rock Johnson because supposedly Black Adam failed. It only made it only only made four hundred million. Only four hundred million. You laughed. They laughed at Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he brought back Henry Cavill. Yet Shazam didn't even make hundred and thirty million. The Flash didn't even make didn't even make um didn't make even that amount. And Blue Beetle flopped harder than any of them. So they all laughed at Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But There's the Flash, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle and Shazam did much, much worse. The only reason why Warner Brothers had a good year this year was because of Barbie! 
which was good, by the way. So, like, you know. You saw that movie? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I have no shame. I loved it. The movie made me laugh. Plus, you know, Margot Robbie. But here's the thing. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing, Adam. Barbie succeeded. Obviously, this whole pop culture fascination with Barbie. But movies like Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. The Flash, Little Mermaid, and I hate to say it because the movie was good, Mission Impossible 2 all failed at the box office. Meanwhile, Barbie did astronomical numbers. And the reason being is, yes, Barbie is an IP. But it was an original movie with an original idea and an original take. Whereas Mission Impossible, part of a franchise, Indiana Jones, he should have been laid to rest after that crap that was Crystal Skull. The Flash, DC, <laughs> Little Mermaid, Disney. Like, these movies failed because of these overdrawn franchises. People are just sick of that shit. People are sick of these big budget franchises they want original idea original movies which is why barbie did so good and and to be fair i but wait 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 wait, wait. you can't say it's original and then say it's barbie barbie's not original barbie's been around but the movie time. i'm saying the movie itself what what you're what you're really trying to say is you're tired of seeing the same shit over and over well and not the, just me the, but i think the, the, the general public well yeah yeah like and and the thing is, is when's the last time there was a Barbie movie? Never. It's exactly. Never. Yeah. That's why. That's why you like it. That's what makes it fresh and new because there hasn't been one ever. And they just now figured out to make one. And it did well. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. It, it, and like I said, it was, it was different from like the normal movie going experience. Everybody dressed up in pink, even me. And like the, by the way, when I went, I went to the premiere, right? I was like one of like maybe five dudes in the theater. It was all women. And like, there was a, no, no, there was a monologue. Okay. There was a monologue in the movie from, uh, I, I can't remember the woman's name. America for, for the one that plays ugly buddy. She had like a monologue about feminism and women and shit. And she went like on a rant. And then when she was done, the theater thundered in applause. And I'm just like, oh, damn, I'm surrounded. Like, I was just like, wow. But, like, I'm just saying that the movement was, like, incredible. And then, of course, Oppenheimer did good. It was that the meme helped the cost of the the Barbenheimer meme helped, too. But, But I'm saying that Oppenheimer and Barbie were original movies, original ideas. And they I did, heard that right. Oppenheimer was really good. When I started it was good, but I had problems with it because yeah. there were some historical fluffs that I okay. couldn't get past. Okay. Um. Another conversation for another day, but I'll just say this: Oppenheimer was good, but it wasn't a hundred percent accurate. Okay. Well, and and, and I I kind of expected that too myself personally. I, I, it was my mom loved it. Like God bless her. She had the time of her life. She loved it. I'm happy. And again, let me just reiterate. I've been taking my mom to the movies because my mom took me to a shit ton of movies when I was little. I feel like I'm 
repaying her the favor as an adult what? taking her to movies. No, just taking your mom out having a good time. Like, why, why is that such a big deal? Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much time I have left with my parents. Like, let me, let me take my, let me spend time, whatever time I have left with my parents. So, my mom yeah. loved the movie. I didn't love it as much as she did, but she loved it. Um, but, and I'm glad she did. Um, but I'm just saying, like, Oppenheimer and Barbie, and then, of course, and we could throw in Super Mario Brothers, like, were the biggest movies of the year, and, like, everything else, like, fucking flopped hard, and the box yeah. office, let's just say Barbenheimer probably saved the box office, because if it wasn't for those two movies, who knows where the box office would be right now, and now with the strike going on, it's, Oh, uh, yeah, this writer's strike is hilarious! It is, but... It's it's fucking it's fucking a lot of stuff right now. It's fucking with me because I'm losing work with Joe Blow because of the uh, lack of celebrity interviews. Um, it's fucking with the yeah, box well, office because they can't go on the press tours. Well, um, all these celebrities better watch themselves because all those people that are protesting and stuff like that, they can and will be replaced eventually. Yeah, so I think, like, I'm just going to speak this into existence. I think this strike will go on until January. I think so? when the year turns with taxes and everything, I think they're going to they're going to have to meet in the middle. Yeah. I don't think I, the right I don't think the actors and writers are going to get their way. And and that, but at the same time, I'm reading every day studios are losing money. Studios are losing mm -hmm. money with this whole thing. They're going to have to meet in the middle. They have right. to, and and maybe they will. But I'm just, I don't, I feel bad for them. I don't. I mean, we just saw Dune get postponed. When we just saw Godzilla yeah. X Kong get postponed. Wait, um, I we did? I didn't know about this. Yeah, Godzilla and Kong got postponed uh, a couple of months because of the, uh, because Dune, they moved Dune to Godzilla's spot, and they moved Godzilla like a month or two. What? Yeah, really? Dune's, Dune Part Two was supposed to come out in November. So now they now because of the writers' strike, they they want this movie to make money. They they move it to, to March. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, this yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna say there was a domino effect like... with this whole writers' strike, and now video game actors and actresses are talking about going on strike. Um, Why? I don't understand what the strike is all about. I, it's I, a I domino effect, know. like. Now t tomorrow the uh, the the auto union people are gonna go on strike tomorrow if they don't get a deal. Like there's a domino effect. It's not just the movie industry; it's every industry. Is it, we we live in a copycat world. Uh, you Everything. It's gonna there's gonna be an economic hit, and uh, man, well, I guess. It, but there's, there's I wonder if the servers where I work are they gonna go on strike. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're, they're, it's a domino effect. So it's just like, hopefully they come to resolve resolve this soon. Because you know what, I want well, movies. Me... Like, I want to see more movies. Okay, I don't want to like wait a thousand years to see Dune Part Two. Like, like do they we, gotta do whatever what they gotta we, do to fix this problem. What if we make them? What if the content creators make them? And we just get away from all that. Let Hollywood die in flames and, and build our own. We'll call it something I else. mean, I got two things to say about that. Like, one, it'll be nice to see other, like, independent filmmakers and independent, like, studios in this get their chance. Mm -hmm. But is it going to be of the same 
quality? Like, that's what's concerning. And then, well, like, well, the the you have to again. Are you talking? What do you mean by quality? Are you talking about the special effects, or are you talking about the quality of the story and how it's both. being told? Because both, right? So. If, if it doesn't have millions and millions and millions of money or, or dollars to just throw at people to do one little thing, like animate one scene, some of these animators that, like, when I've talked to them at NPC, I only imagine how much they make, but they, they didn't animate every scene in yeah. all of the stuff from, like, Shazam or uh, the Godzilla movies, the, the legendary Monsterverse movies or from Pacific. They didn't do all of the scenes. Like, one animator didn't do all of them. They only literally focus on one clip from an entire beat, you know, and they're like getting thrown all like these 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 movies. The 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 actors and the and these companies and all all the people involved. They're making like stupid amounts of money when you have like regular Joe Blow people, like you know, just re working a regular job. And these people, like, they're so privileged, is my point. Like, yeah. Hollywood has become so privileged. And if people like us started making good quality content as far as the best quality we could do for what we had, then I don't think... Because, like, I know you still go back and watch, like, the old uh, Rocky movies and stuff, and the, the quality of the picture is not HD, you know, filmed in digital camera, right? So, if, if, if we can, even if there's like a small regression in quality, realistically speaking, you can, you can download all the same programs and stuff yeah. that they have for editing. Um, there's plenty of people out there that are looking for work that are editors and stuff, um, uh, or, or, you know, modelers or whatever. Like there's plenty of people where you can do this on a on a way cheaper uh dime if you if you have people who are doing it for the heart and not for the money like they're like they want to make a movie because they want to make a movie not because they want to make a movie to make money yeah you know um and that's the problem with hollywood is all about money and like all these actors and actresses that are asking for millions on millions on millions and where because they're asking for so much because of their quote-unquote star power we're not seeing them in a whole lot of movies. As a matter of fact, like after Black Swan, how many flicks have we seen Natalie Portman in? You know? I mean, the only thing I think of was the Thor movies. but Exactly, exactly. And how many of those are there over the last 10 years of the Marvel, you know, the, the, the Thanos saga, right? Yeah. Like, she wasn't in a whole lot of movies starring her, except for I think the other one was... Um, uh, that Netflix one um, where she went into that weird bubble thing and <laughs> I don't oh. know it's, uh, it, it wasn't it, I, I don't even know if it made it into theaters I think it was like a direct to like Netflix thing um, but yeah it was a good movie I, I, I without I'm not trying to spoil it but yeah um, well here's the thing Tom Cruise from Syracuse New York baby again Biggest actor in the world in Mission Impossible right. filled. And it's a damn shame because Mission Impossible 2 or Mission Impossible um, what I said, um, Dead Reckoning was great. I legit loved it. Adam, let me tell you something. 
Have you played the Metal Gear Solid games? Yes, I have. Okay, listen. This new Mission Impossible movie was basically Metal Gear Solid 2, the movie. It was basically Tom Cruise versus AI. Wow. It okay. was good. And of course, was... you know, he jumped off a motorcycle off a mountain. like, it, Or a cliff, I should say. It was good. I'm baffled it failed. Because coming off a of Top Gun Maverick, which was great, by the way, I was just baffled that Mission Impossible failed. Like, I really was baffled. Because it's Mission Impossible, not Top Gun. Well, and God, I it was think... probably the best. It was probably the best Mission Impossible. It's my second favorite movie of the year. So far. Yeah, but, uh, like, I've never been a fan of the Mission Impossible series. Yeah, 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 I'm but here's the thing. This movie, Impossible. the Mission Impossible movies, here's why I'll give them credit. At least the Mission Impossible movies, you don't really have to see them, like, there, there's no continuity. Like, each one's a separate, like, story, a separate mission. Um, the, the reason why I don't particularly care for Mission Impossible is because James Bond. Oh, I love James Bond. Well, what I'm saying is it's it, it's essentially all that espionage crap. Of, like, all it is, yeah. It's basically the American version of James Bond. But, um, but again... Like, this was clearly, this is basically the closest thing you're going to get to Metal Gear Solid 2, the movie. Unless they make a Metal Gear Solid movie. I, I think they're, they're in talks of doing that, but I'm just... They uh, should. They should. But I'm they just saying, get... as of right now, if you love Metal Gear Solid 2, you will love De Dead Reckoning. It's, hmm. again, it's my second favorite movie of the year. Like, Tom Cruise did everything he needs to make that movie great. Everything from like hot babes, insane stunts, intense story, a relatable story for what we're going through right now with AI. Like, it was actually a really, really scary look at what we're living in right now. And that movie addresses that. And it this really? movie fucking failed. But then again, Barbenheimer hit, came out right after. But. Yeah, but if a movie's good, you can't. Uh... You can't you can't point the finger at other movies. Like I don't know why. People well, here's the thing. Um, because of the strike, that's why Indiana Jones, Flash, Mission Impossible, Barbie, they all came out at the same time because they saw the 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 strike was looming. They wanted to get those movies out before the strike. I'm serious. And I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise was pissed because he wanted Mission Impossible to have more breathing room with the IMAX theaters, but Barbie and Oppenheimer came in. But because of the strike, there was nothing he could have done about it. He pleaded for it, but he couldn't because of the strike. But again, like, Oppenheimer should not have had any bearing on that movie's success. Well, like, like I get everybody, like, and here's the problem. Everybody in Hollywood's all friends and the, and the studios aren't trying to like sabotage their own work. And I get, I yeah. get why they release stuff when they release stuff, but, the, but that's my problem with Hollywood. It's so corporatized yeah. that we're getting movies that taste like dollar menu McDonald's burgers. Oh yeah. I agree with you. That's why, that's why and, I can't stand these fucking Marvel movies anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, my God. They're like, the watch 
Watch the first Iron Man. Watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Okay? Pause. Now look at what they're doing now. Shit like She-Hulk. Uh, Shang-Chi. The, um, what's that one? The, the, well, the that's what happened. There. Um, that's what happened. What was that one booty sauce world. movie? The, um, The Eternals. Like, yeah. oh my god. Like, they have strained so far yeah. from, like, the early days of the MCU. Like, like the notice of quality and like, is it, it, it's 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 very noticeable. Like, look at the first Thor and look at Thor: Love and Thunder. Like, it's night and day. Yep, yep. So yeah, yep. you're right. We're sick of fast food. We want a nice slow cooked meal. Right. We want my favorite movie, about- Adam. My favorite movie of the year so far. And by the way, it's, I, I, I told you this off air. Air Jordan, the Air movie. It's God, that shit was good. The movie flopped, but my God, it was great. <laughs> it's the movie about how Nike signed the deal with M- Michael Jordan. Uh, okay. Listen, 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 listen. I know on paper. Listen to me. On paper, this movie shouldn't work. It's basically Matt Damon, who's a sales rep for Nike, is trying to com- He's trying to convince this. Nike to say, yo, Michael Jordan's the fucking future of the NBA. Because he, you know, because he has signed his rookie deal. He's like, this guy is the future of the NBA. At the same time, he's tra- Michael Jordan is has all these options with like Adidas and Nike right. and whatever. Right. And Matt Damon's just like, yo, you gotta sign with us. You gotta sign with like, oh my god, this movie shouldn't work, but it works. And the fucking cast, dude. Ben Affleck, who 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 wrote and directed and starred, Matt Damon, Chris fucking Tucker, uh, Jason Bateman, like this movie. Oh, Viola Davis. This movie was fucking tits. It's my favorite movie of the year. You know what's really crazy, Adam? This what? year has been also been low key the year of company biopics. Let me rewind that. We had yes. Air, which is about Michael Jordan and the Air Jordans and Nike. We had Tetris, the movie about how the, they got Tetris to come to America, how they they got Tetris to sign the deal to come to America when it was just some Russian program. You got fucking, uh, there was an, oh, Blackberry. Holy fuck, that was one of my favorite movies of the year. It's about how the fucking Blackberry smartphone took over the world and then fucking crashed when the iPhone yeah. came out. When fuck, that movie was out, good. I- I remember, Fuck that movie I was good, but 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 like, bro, we lived through that. I don't care to watch that shit. Like, I I, I, know, I don't know, but maybe that's, that's just why, it. Like, maybe you gotta see how on. Listen no. to me, on paper, this shouldn't work. Take my word I'm, for it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the acting or the writing or the movies are bad or anything. I don't. I know I was alive when that shit went down, you know, like why are they making movies about it, you know? I don't it's, know, it's but like, it's, it was like, fascinating. Like, it, 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 to me, you know what, it, to me it sounds more like the people who wrote these movies were getting paid off or something like there was some, you know, uh, Bill Clinton under the table in the Oval Office things going down. And all of these biopics are like, are are like 
the most highest form of gluttony and narcissism I've ever heard of by corporations. It's corporate narcissism is yeah. what it is. And it doesn't, it's not doing any, like, who cares? Like, we, we've got other problems. Like, I don't know, have you heard that guy that's doing country music? His name's Anthony Oliver. Oh, God. Okay, yes, I'm aware of that. And just for the record, I, I despise country music. I hate country music. That's, sure. That's cow-tipping music. That's cousin-fucking music. That's just, <laughs> I... It's Dallas Cowboys energy. Like, Spoken like a true Yankee. I, you know, the, <laughs> the yeehaw pickup truck. I, I fucking hate country music. It's just like, it's the worst inbred shit I ever heard in my fucking life. Like, right. but I'm going to say this. Pause. I worked as a stagehand for two years of my life. Um, Probably some of the best years of my life working. I worked with a lot of classic rock bands. I worked with a lot of weird K-pop bands. I worked with a lot of comedians. I worked with a lot of sideshows. And, and I also worked with a lot of country music artists. Oh, and it pains me to say this. Because I fucking hate country music. But they were some of the fucking nicest people I ever worked with. Absolutely nice people. All of them. The musicians, the road crew, the bus driver... Um, the roadies, the band, all nice people. Yep. But dear God, I hate that fucking music. Well, and you know, I, that's fine. That's fine. That's fucking music. Yeah, right. When he said that, I was like, dude. Bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, how do you live in Texas? Isn't that all they listen to in Texas? All that, no. that hillbilly country music? Yeehaw! No, see, you don't understand. And, and this is what I don't think a lot of people understand about Texas. Texas is probably the, the most diverse state in the entire union. I don't um, know. King of the Hill tells me otherwise. Because we're, King of the Hill is uh, a satire, okay? Um, <laughs> in Texas... It literally takes 24 hours to go from one side to, to the other, coming from any direction. So if you're going north, south, east, west, it's going to take you a day just to travel across the state. Ain't no other state have that. Secondly, um, everybody comes here because it is still to this day, even though it's expensive for someone like me, it is still one of the cheaper places to live. Yeah, because yeah, uh, you got our, no state taxes. Right, we don't have state tax, and uh, I hope pretty soon we don't have property tax because that's 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 constantly getting put up on the chopping block. Once if they do if they do away with property tax, holy crap, Texas is gonna be blowing up with people moving here. Um, that that beside the point, um, like we have more. You can't even call them minority groups anymore, but you know we have more minority groups uh, in this state running this state than we do in any other state in the union. And I think it's hilarious because everybody always thinks that like Texas is some racist country or uh, state or something like that. And it's 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 very much the opposite. It's very very much the opposite. Um, and if you ever come here for something like Anime Matsuri and you actually leave Matsuri and just kind of go out into the town for a day, you will realize 
I how mean, much don't get me wrong. The, I'd like to visit Texas at least once. Maybe you and I can hang out, but like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it out there. And again, uh, please don't remind me of uh, last Sunday's score, everybody. But I would love to go to a Giants Cowboys game at um, Arlington, um, just because I want to experience a Giants away game in Texas. I just want, I just want, I just want to know what it's like. I just want to, and I'm, you know, like I said, I and I, I love going to any football game. But like, I would love to have an excuse to go. I'd love to go to a Giants Cowboys game, and then while I'm there. I want to go to like all your guys' like steak houses and like, you know. Well, you can you can find them all of our. Steak I, I, houses. I want I want to hunt some armadillos. Like, I've never seen an armadillo what? before. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, like, I want to shoot bro, an armadillo. I've never seen an armadillo. I'm from New York. There... I've never seen an armadillo before. A live armadillo before. Oh, okay. You said a live one. I was gonna say you don't have to go very far. You can just look on the side of the road while you're. I've never seen an armadillo. Like. <laughs> You know, so like I, w I just want to experience Texas for like, you know, for one day or well, more. I don't think I can do everything in one day, but I would just like. No, to you can't. You can't. We have see like you know how you know how. It makes I'm just afraid cities. they might crucify me. Like, oh look, there's for one of them reason. damn Yankee people from up north. Ding! No, like they won't. No, okay, they won't. As a matter of fact, it'll be quite the opposite because. A lot of people that have that live in Texas, that especially that are born here, they never really travel outside of Texas. So whenever someone that is foreign, whether it be from the United States domestically or they're coming from overseas, they're welcomed with crazy hospitality. Yeah. Um, and and again, that speaks to the fact that it's not a bunch of like redneck white people living here when you when you think about country and you think about texas in that light i just want you to remember all of the guys who run our gas stations here okay they don't listen to the country music <laughs> you know you got like there are so many people that that have found their niche running the economy here in texas and they're all very dynamic like like I'll say this, every single restaurant, and, and I'm, it may be a stereotype, but it's in my experience true, in my personal experience, every restaurant I've ever worked for, the entire kitchen staff is Hispanic. It doesn't matter if oh, it's yeah, an Italian my restaurant. Peoples. My peoples are right below you. I'm I'm, I'm half Mexican. Oh well, uh, well that's what I'm Guadalajara. But like you know, yeah, yeah, you guys got you know, you know Mexico right there. You know? Right, but 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 what my point is is like half of the or the the entire kitchen staff at most restaurants is Hispanic, and then half of the wait staff or the front of the house staff is also Hispanic. <laughs> like it's I see more Hispanic people in the state of Texas almost anywhere that I go, except for I will admit some of the northern parts and and like uh, like more northern parts. Like they don't like the snowy parts of Texas. Wait, 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 it snows in Texas? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember we, you guys had that storm, that that famous storm. Just a few years ago that knocked out our all of, like, half of I Texas. I remember, power. like, I remember Davis, shout out to our boy Davis, Titan Goji. Um, he posted, like, all his pictures from his dorm room. I'm like, oh, damn, now you know what it's like for us. <laughs> Dude, that's, well, that, so he lives on an, in the northern, he lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Yeah, area, he lives right? by Dallas, yeah, he lives in Allen, actually. So, 
so I live near Houston, and it never have I ever seen snow here in Houston. I've seen it snow multiple times in my life in Dallas. I've lived there when it has. We've gone you you know, like, down the hills and stuff. We, the sky. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, the first thing we did down here in Texas, we saw that white powder coming from the sky. We done grabbed the cardboard boxes and went sledding. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, that's what we did. Um, but in the in the panhandle part of Texas, you know, the little part that that's north, it's kind of squared off, touches uh, Oklahoma. They get ridiculous amounts of snow. Yeah. Like, like right around, like if you were to look at a map of the United States and more specifically Texas, and you see where Dallas Fort Worth is, if you draw a line underneath it, going like straight across Texas. From that point up of Texas, they every part of it gets snow. Even in El Paso, they get snow. That's crazy. Yeah. But nobody ever, like, it's less populated further north in Texas. Um, I should, you know, like, not as, like, you don't have a whole lot of big cities like, uh, like Dallas, Fort Worth. You, you do have some cities, but not like super mega cities. Um, and uh there's a lot more like land because here's a funny thing about uh texas and why we're so damn important to this country um all of our reserve oil comes from those places in texas yeah and alaska uh, too and, well well i don't know anymore when they shut down the pipeline yeah. um but all of all of our not having to be shipped from anywhere oil reserves comes from texas and that's why there's a bunch of places in this state why like it's so big but there's a bunch of places in the state that don't like people don't live there is because there's a bunch of oil equipment out there or we have big uh solar uh what are those wind things uh, windmill they called windmill we have a bunch of windmill farms throughout all of texas too um, so we've got a lot of like infrastructure that powers like different parts of Texas and other states as well. Yeah. So like if Texas, if anything bad ever happens to Texas or, you know, like, I don't know, we've thrown this around in the last few years since COVID, uh, the, the seceding from the union, if that ever happens, like a whole bunch of states in the union are going to hurt real bad and texas isn't we're we're also a port state we we're right there off the gulf of mexico too and we're connected to mexico like yeah. we're we're in the center of america but we're also on the outside border of america it's yeah. so it's it's crazy um we're we're in like the perfect spot so like people don't have enough respect for texas in my opinion um i think it gets a lot of I think it gets a lot of like stereotypical hate that you should be pointing at Tennessee or maybe South Carolina, um, yeah. but but not at Texas. <laughs> not at Texas. And like I said, Nerdcage Live, we 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 love you, Texas. We like to make fun of you, but we love our Texas people. You, Cole Davis. Like, I, I know it. we got our Texas fan base. I'm just saying, it's just. You know, sometimes you guys are fun to pick on just a little bit. That's yeah. all. It's all good fun, though. I mean, 
You guys have every right to laugh at me after what happened this past, what transpired on Sunday, and I'm still recovering from it, by the way. But you know, as look, a look, New Yorker, no, I'm not, I'm not we don't have we don't have the right to laugh at you because ever since the '90s, when we had Troy Eggman, Emmett Smith, Deion Sanders, all those people, the the, the Cowboys have not been anything to be proud of. In my opinion. Yeah, they they well, have the yet to. Like... Find a bunch of players that make that dream team again. The, that, well, the thing is, like, the Cowboys have been good the last ten years. They just don't get the job done. Like, they they right. they do it what they do in the regular season, and the postseason company just fall apart. And it's been the same right. song song and dance for the last thirty years, and it's the same. <laughs> we just hear it every year. This is our year, yeehaw! And like, and then you know, y'all fall on your face. So it's just like. Exactly. So it's and like this meanwhile, ever since JJ Watt retired, I love. Oh. By the way, I love JJ Watt. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Texans haven't been any good. And then Deshaun Watson, you know, well, I'm not gonna go into detail with Deshaun Watson, but then Deshaun Watson went to, um, you know, went to Cleveland, and of course that whole deal with the, with the masseuse and shit. The only thing that Texas got going right now, their their college sports are really good. Shout out to the University of Texas. They're you know, um, and of course you guys have the San Antonio Spurs, who find themselves in the playoffs or the finals every goddamn year. You know, so it's just like you guys got some stuff going for you. You know, on that at that end of the you know spectrum. It's just the Cowboys are the ones that make the most noise and never get anything done. But at least you have San, I mean, San Antonio Spurs and. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas no, Stars bro. just recently had a run. Like, you know, you guys you guys bro. had your moment. You're fun in the sun. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, and man, yeah, just uh, it's, it's, as a as a non-sports watching person that still keeps up with it, it's uh it's disappointing and, and kind of shameful. So, don't feel too bad about losing to a minute, man. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And now, like, now I'm praying to God that, you know, we're facing the Arizona Cardinals, who are basically the worst team in the NFL. Clearly, they're tanking for whoever that new college kid coming out of the draft actually going to be. I'm going to say this. If the Giants lose to the Cardinals, and I got money on this game, if the Giants lose to the Cardinals... I'm just I'm giving up on the season because we can't go 0 and 2 against the 49ers. Like we need to win this game, and if we don't beat the worst team in the league, what does that make us? So I need this win for the for the Giants. And let's be real. I think they will. I Here's the thing will. too, Adam. I know you're not a sports guy. The Giants are really the only team in New York that's actually doing something. Like the Jets. I don't know if you heard about the Jets. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Okay, so yeah, I'm sure you know who Aaron Rodgers is, right? Aaron Rodgers yeah, got traded. Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, and on the fourth play of the game, he rips his Achilles open and he's out for the season. I know, I know. I bet. I wonder how mad they were. That <laughs> like, oh, that's and, the, me- the memes have been the memes have been relentless. I'll, I'll have to send you some of the memes that have been going around the internet. The memes of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> getting hurt have been relentless. <laughs> the, the NFL, NFL meme, yo, NFL memes are the best fucking memes, dude. So, meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills are still the Buffalo Bills. They're they're always they're habitual losers. The Yankees, the greatest sports team on the face of the earth. The Yankees 
haven't done anything in the last decade, and they're doing bad this year, and, and, we, and Aaron Judge got hurt. The Yankees are terrible. The Mets, who got hyped up. Shout out to our boy Shaq of, of the Round 1 podcast. He's, he's from Queens. He's a Mets fan. The New York Mets were hyped up this offseason because they made all these moves. All their players got hurt. And now the Mets are fucking terrible. Then we go to hockey. New York Rangers are in the mix every year. The Islanders are in the mix every year. They don't get the job done. And then in basketball, my God, the New York Knicks are the only team in my lifetime that haven't won in my lifetime. New York Knicks, they're just not good enough, man. The Giants are the only team that are capable of bringing a championship back to New York. So as a New York sports fan, Adam, it's been painful. These last 10 years have been painful. But someone's going to pull through eventually. Someone's going to pull through eventually. So that's New York sports in the nutshell right now. We're the greatest sports city in the world, the greatest sports. We have more professional teams in any other state or any other city in the world. We have more championships than any other state and city in the world. But we haven't done anything in, in a decade. It just sucks because us New Yorkers, were spoiled. We're used to winning. And when we're not winning for more than 10 years, we get cranky. <laughs> it's, yes. And I know, you got to say, sports matters. You know why? Because it moves the economy. It moves money. It When people have worked these shitty jobs and they live a shitty life, sports is what brings us up. It, just, it, it unites us and brings us up. So, yes. So, it's just... It's painful when the Giants are bad. Like, it's just like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. go into work feeling good. I want to feel good about myself, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny. yeah, I'm just saying, so that's, again, just, and by the way, shout out to our fellow sports content makers. Shout out to Shaq Oatmeal, Fist Vegas, Big Pat Sports Talk, uh, the New York Revival. We love you guys. We love having you guys on Nerd Cage Live. Because it's just great. Because now that we can talk sports, we can talk nerdy shit too. So, yeah. A lot of, lots, lots, lot of us sports fans are nerds too. So, throwing that out there. So. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Adam. It's 9.30 yeah. here in the East Coast, man. I figure we can wrap things up. Um, anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything else you want to promote? Uh, floor is yours, buddy. Uh, no, not, not, nothing at the moment, but, uh, soon, uh, I mean, you can always check out my YouTube channel, Godzilla Apex. I've been thinking about making others, um, but time will tell, uh, things are going on in life and once they get situated, then I will know more and you'll probably be hearing more about projects and things that I have going on. Um, outside of that, no, not really. It's not a whole lot. I mean... I, was, I, I could have ranted about the Ahsoka series, but um, episode five turned it around, so I can't say anything. Damn, I was really I, looking forward to it. That's all good. <laughs> like, by the way, I, as much as I hate yeah. Star Wars, I just want to say I love you, Rosario Dawson. You are my favorite actress. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that you broke up with uh, Cory Booker, so I'm only like four hours from you, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, like I said, she. I That'd love be her. hilarious like, she if can, she heard you. I she's mean, like, yo, she's a nerd. Like, 
She's a, like she plays Nintendo and like yeah, she's like she's down with us nerds. I mean, she obviously plays Soka for a reason. And I'm glad that the show's gotten better. Like I said, I hate Star Wars with a passion, but I don't want to see I don't want to see my girl Rosario get shit on. I love her. I really do. Well, really as do. long if, if they do good, if they if the rest of the series is as good as what the last episode was like, then she's she's gonna be. She's gonna be one of those, like it'll be her time in in the light limelight to be like one of those Natalie Portman A list actors. You know what I mean? It's yeah. gonna skyrocket her because that, you know, it's the whole reason why Mark Hamill is really still known. He's played in a couple other movies, um, but like he's known for being Luke. And I'm not saying I that I will I disagree. Rosario, I think he'll always but... be known for being the voice of the Joker on Batman the Animated Series. I think that's his legacy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how much, how many more fans there are of Star Wars than there are of the Batman series. Um, yeah. I like both, and I know that he did voice the, the thing, but I will always remember him as a Skywalker because that's his actual face. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they're even redigitizing it and putting him in things like The Mandalorian, but yeah. young Luke, you know? So, um, but this will... At, at 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 worst case scenario, if they do good with this, she will be Ahsoka, and if she never gets work again, she will always have the Star Wars fans that will be there to support her. Yeah. If she decides to take up the same uh, mantle that like you know Mark Hamill did and Carrie Fisher did, you know. That's kind of one of the reasons why I never really liked Han Solo, because uh, he he wasn't about Star Wars, you know. I feel like Harrison um, Ford's the only one that came out of Star Wars and had like success outside Star Wars. Well, he was the only one that had already had success outside of Star Wars. Carrie Fisher and and Mark Hamill were relatively and uh, and unknown. you could argue James Earl Jones like. Well, James Earl Jones didn't actually, he voiced. Yeah, I know, but but still, what I'm saying is he had success outside Star Wars. Well, in The Lion King, like, to be honest, there's well, only... Well, there's, there's others, like he, there's, like, uh, the, uh, what's that Eddie Murphy movie, Coming to America? See, I never really watched that. I've never been a big Eddie Murphy fan either. What? His, yeah, he's Eddie Murphy of, is one of the funniest men that ever lived. His yeah, but I man, I just his brand his brand of comedy just don't sit right with me. Okay, but it's it's weird okay, though I because one, I like I Richard one Pryor. I one, I got one <laughs> to give to give Eddie Murphy a chance. Have you watched Eddie Murphy Raw? His nineteen eighty six stand up. Yes, I have, and I I thought it was hilarious, but I I I can't watch it again. I thought I can't watch it again. Even though I thought it was hilarious because he just, he's like, I mean, I'm not saying he's the only one, but. I don't know. I just, I've, I've just never been interested. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's a bad comedian. I'm just not a fan of Eddie Murphy that's, for that's any okay. other reason. I'm and so, he's I'm just so not appealing. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've watched. Big Mama's House, I've watched Dr. Doolittle, I've watched 
Well, that um, well, Big Mama Sauce. That was that was Martin Lawrence. Or not Eddie, Mama, you're talking about Nutty Professor. He, Nutty Professor. Sorry, that's the one. Big Mama's House was Martin Lawrence. Um, I and and you know, so I've like I've I've watched stuff with him in it. I've watched some of his movies, but I just never. I don't know. Like I just never was into him, you know. And not in not in any way like I didn't like the way he looked or anything. I have no problem with the guy. I just wasn't into the, the project that he was involved with. Um, if that says anything, you know. And uh, I don't know why. I've just never been a big fan of him. That's okay. I mean, I'm not gonna crucify him. I'm just, I'm just surprised because it's just I don't know. I just think he's one of the funniest dudes ever. And I'm not gonna say he's, all his movies are good. Like I'm, I'm talking like his early. I feel like the, everything from the Night Professor prior. I mean, everything else after that. I mean, he had a couple funny stuff after that, but I feel like he never reached the same height as Beverly Hills Cop coming to America. No. You know, he never he never reached that height ever again. What was what was that his movie? Old stand up. The Golden God. Child. Golden Child. That's a that's child? a good one. Golden Gold Child was a good I, one. Trading Places. That's another good one. That's where he like swaps with that rich dude. Yes, rich white guy. Yeah, Dan yeah, Aykroyd. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, like I've seen this stuff. I've tried, but I just never, I just never captured me as like you know like Keanu Reeves has or like Denzel Washington has. Denzel, um, the goat, the goat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, whenever their movies come out, although I will say I haven't been interested in John Wick because I'm really just done with all the mobster movies and stuff like that like, i think you'll like john wick 4 though um i think that i, think I haven't Sp watched any of them oh you haven't watched any of them no i haven't seen oh, a single damn. John Wick movie. never too late never too late uh, well <laughs> i the last keanu reeves the most recent keanu reeves movie and it wasn't even his movie was i watched the matrix Revol Revolution, not Revolution. it was all right was it? It's not reloaded. What resurrections? Resurrection, yeah. It was not anything compared to the last to the trilogy. I think um, the first one's still the best one. I, I feel like the the original three movies of the Matrix trilogy uh, is like the first of the first three Mass Effects games, and then Matrix Resurrection is Andromeda. <laughs> like, That's fair to say. It's not good um, compared to. I get what they were trying to do, but sorry, you failed. Make something else that's new and original, like The Matrix was. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 maybe you'll do better. Um, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like um, that's the last Keanu Reeves movie I've seen, so I don't know. I, I think just... you'll like the John Wick movies. I really think you will. Okay. If you watch the first one, just let me know what you think. And if you love it, keep going. I'll say that. Keep going. Keep um, going. But I just want to say something before we go, Adam. Uh, just, just so you know, you undersold yourself. For those who uh, just tuned in or have been tuning in today, the music you're hearing right now is the official brand new Nerd Cage Live bed music. We had it scrapped the old one. Not that there was anything wrong with it. I love the old Nerd Cage music. Uh, shout out to Mark. He's the one who found the music, arranged it, did a fantastic job. And ever since we started getting monetized, we're getting serial claims, false claims. 
and it's been an annoyance. So me and Joe said, we need new music. Who's the man to do it? This guy, Adam. You did a fantastic job with this music. I hope everybody likes the music that you're hearing. This man wrote, produced, arranged it on his own, and we just executive produced it. So if you need music for any project, for any, if, if you have a channel or a project or you just, or if you know someone needs a piece of music composed, original music, please reach out to Adam. And if you have to, reach out to me. And I'll reach out to Adam for you. All right? <laughs> so true. please, if, uh, if you like what you hear, which I wish I could hear it right now because I can't because of the way I have my studio arranged, but I'm, but... I'm telling you, you like what you hear, and this was all Adam. And I'm proud to say, officially moving forward, this is going to be the official Nerd Cage music moving forward on every live stream and probably on a lot of our original content as well. So please, 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 please subscribe to Godzilla Apex and also join his Discord server. And please keep Adam in mind if you know anyone that needs music or if you need some music composed for you. Great stuff, dude. All right, so guys, some shows to promote real quick. All right, I'll go through as quick as I can here. If you haven't already, please check out our Crash Bandicoot Energy Drink Review, as well as our Spyro the Dragon Energy Drink Review. And just recently, we did the Tetris Energy Drink Review. Check out our live streaming podcast with Jimmy O and Joe Blow. It's available on, on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. And our last week's stream with Big Pat from Big Pat Sports Talk. Shout out to Big Pat. Uh, we just did that live stream last week, and that's available on all podcast platforms as well. There'll be no Resident Evil live stream tomorrow because Joe's got to work. But we're going to be playing Resident Evil 5. We're going to continue Resident Evil 5 Sunday on Twitch, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Sunday from 8 to midnight. Uh, hey, look, Big Jack's in the chat. And then... Monday, 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 if all goes as planned, brand new video. Me and Joe tried the Mortal Kombat energy drinks from G Fuel with special guest Tabmonk99. Be sure to check out that video. I'm going to premiere it Monday night. Also on Monday night, we're going to be playing God of War 2 on Twitch. So we're going to do that from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Double session, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Twitch. And then 9.30 will be the Mortal Kombat drink review on YouTube. And then Tuesday, we're going to be playing Mortal Kombat 1 on Twitch. Let me repeat that. We're going to be playing Mortal Kombat 1 on Twitch, story mode start to finish. I don't know what time. I'm going to guess hopefully by 5 o'clock. We're going to play the whole goddamn story mode. And then Wednesday on YouTube, me and Joe are going to go live one-on-one. -on -one. And we're going to give our final review of Mortal Kombat 1, where we rank the game and break everything down, what makes the game great, and so on and so forth. And who knows when the fuck I'll play Hades again. But, in the news of F-099 dropping on Nintendo Switch Online, I may go on live Twitch solo this weekend, maybe Saturday, and play F-099 to see if I can actually win a match. Who knows? I'm really thinking about it. Shout out to Nintendo that direct earlier today was fantastic. Adam, we are getting Contra Remake. We are getting 
Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remake. We're getting Mario Thousand Year Door remake. And of course, Act <sighs> Zero 99, dude. Nintendo's killing it, yo. And of course, if you haven't already, and Adam got himself a shirt, be sure to pick up a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. Any size, any color, like the one I'm wearing right now, Nerd Cage Live TV PlayStation shirt. We also got the regular shirt with a strength and geek knowledge on the back. Also in Barbie pink, any size, any color. We also have Zelda shirts. Yes, we do. We even have an MCU shirt. And of course, in celebration of Mortal Kombat 1 coming out this week, check out these Mortal Kombat shirts. We got Mortal Kombat 2 Fatality. Mortal Kombat 3 Fatality. Mortal Kombat 1 Fatality. For you Godzilla fans, we got the legendary Kaiju shirt. For you Wu-Tang fans, do not tell the RZA. But we got the Shaolin-style Nerd Cage Live shirt. And we also make the Pornhub shirt. Not for the kids. And what else we got here? Nerd Cage Live Mortal Kombat Arcade Marquee shirt. And we make pillows, stickers, hoodies, you name it. Doesn't matter, big or small, we love them all. We go from small all the way to 5XL. So if you're a skinny booty call or a fat fuck, it don't matter. Big or small, we love them all. You're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. It's the best way to support the channel. The money goes to us, which goes towards giveaways and other shit. So please, get yourself a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt and any merchandise. Link is in the description. Adam, thank you so much for coming back on. We gotta have you back mm -hmm. on again. I feel like we could talk about anything on Nerd Cage mm -hmm. Live, dude. We appreciate what you do. And again, thank you so much. And I speak for everybody here at Nerd Cage Live, including Joe. Thank you so much for arranging our new bed music. I hope you guys dig it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was an honor and a privilege. And thank you for having me on the live stream. Uh, yeah. And we definitely have to do this again sometime. And Adam, uh, do you have a message from Nerd Cage Nation? <clears throat> for Nerd Cage Nation? Yes. Uh... I feel like I'm supposed to be reading a script now. <laughs> I know, I'm putting you on the spot. I have no clue. Uh, I'm trying to think of what you say at the end of your show. I got this, this, don't worry. <laughs> you know what it is. All right, we previously asked you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So USA, from yours truly, the land of the orange of Syracuse, New York, to all of our friends from around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Godzilla Apex. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Go to the gym. Keep listening to awesome music. Keep collecting awesome stuff. Keep playing video games. Keep watching movies. We love you all. And we will see you on Twitch Sunday night for Resident Evil 5. Good night, everybody. And stick around for our awesome Twitch promos and get trapped in the cage. As always, good night. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well... Before you go, 
hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerdcage Live! <laughs> Ha 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 ha!